friends, thank you for joining us this evening. I'm your host, Zen Garcia. And wayfarers, Abraham no longer felt comfortable in a district in which all traffic has ceased by reason of the ruined cities. Welcome friends, readers, listeners, and viewers. I'm your host, Zen Garcia. This is Secrets Revealed here on Truth Frequency Radio. And I'm joined by my good friend, Rob Skiba. We will continue our Genesis Revisited series. Rob, are you there, brother? I'm here, Zen. How are you? I'm good. Um, apologize. My uh, voice seems to be wanting to give out on me, so... Um, yeah, but every, I'll do the best I can. Air, I start hacking my brains out. <laughs> it's like right before I get on the air, I was like, Arr! "What the heck deal is?" <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think I I do too many shows, and so, um, but I'll I'll do the best that I can, and hopefully it will remain strong, and we'll be able to get through some of this material because we left off on a very interesting part of the story, and. Definitely last week was um, very interesting and insightful in looking at all the different parallel accounts and learning about Lot and his family and the dynamics, you know, the two married wives and uh, how they were left behind with the the two sons-in-laws that did not believe and, and then the whole reason for uh, the consequence of Lot's wife turning into a pillar of salt and how she betrayed her husband in that manner. And so the, you know, the consequence fit the punishment and um, just a very interesting, you know, that show. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I was, I was rushing to get, get here in time for the show. Right. And I was looking, I just, while you were just now talking, I was looking to see where we left off. It looks like, we read Genesis 19, Jubilee 16, and Joshua 19, mm-hmm. as well as, you know, all the other texts. Yes, know, right. Yeah, we got through quite a quite a few things. Um, but uh, how are you doing this week? And I'm sure remaining steadily busy and uh, working on some projects in this manner or that. Yeah, I... Um, uh, I think I told you about the uh, Admobile thing that I created for my uh, seed yeah. mm-hmm. truck. Um, <clears throat> so I thought, you know, I mean, I've been using it for promoting seed, certainly. But, it, I mean, that truck really turns heads every time, everywhere we go with that thing. People <laughs> like, oh, check it out. So we thought, you know, I'm going to open this up for other people to advertise on it. Ah, uh, nice. Smart. So I, I uh, it's still a work in progress right now, but I've got a website. I'm not going to give it over the air yet because it's not finished. But um, that's what I've been working on, working on the website for it. And and on the side, it had lit up on both sides. It had seedtheseries.com. And, and I'm still going to advertise seed, but on the monitors. And so on the, the side uh, pieces that were lit, I, I've got the uh, URL of the new website on there. So... Uh, if people want to advertise on the truck, they can uh, do so through the website as soon as I get it done, and then I can use revenue from that to help continue to fund seed. That's a great idea. Yeah, <clears throat> so it's kept me <laughs> extremely busy as usual, uh, you know, working on the websites and stuff like that. But I also got some uh, new monitors for it today. They have uh, the, they're brighter, so you can see them more in the daytime. 
the ones I had on there before were just kind of standard TVs that you would use, you know, in your home. Uh, mm-hmm. But the monitors I just got in the mail today, uh, they're 50 inch monitors that can be seen in daylight outside. So nice, nice, nice and bright. <clears throat> mm-hmm. They're not as bright as I really want them. I mean, the, the ones I, I really want, they're quite expensive. So I'm going to have to, you know, make some money first, you know, right. to, to afford it. But, uh, you know, this was a good compromise. You you should, for outdoor, you should have like, they call them NITS, N-I-T-S, or, or um, units of light, you know, for for displays. Um, you should have at least 2,000 NITS for, you know, broad daylight. Mm-hmm. Uh, these aren't that bright. They're just shy of 1,000. So, but they were way cheaper. <laughs> so, uh, it was a good compromise, you know. Yeah. They'll be good, not so much necessarily in direct sunlight, but they will definitely be good in sunlight and overcast days and then certainly fantastic at night. At night, yes, of course. Yeah, well, you do what you can with what you have, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, while we're talking here, I just got my live stream up finally. So (laughs) my computer decided to update. you got to love Windows, right? And um, (laughs) Right. As soon as it uh, did that, all of my settings were out of whack. So um, I pretty much had to redo all my set- audio video settings and Google and YouTube settings. And when I tried to sign, sign in on YouTube, it has all these hoops you got to jump through now. And YouTube, man, like they're deleting all these videos that are oh, contesting yeah. what's happening with the election right. right now. It's unbelievable, dude. And, you know, I've got a. Uh, package deal that we sell called the red pill package uh-huh. and Facebook flagged it as uh, violating their drug use. Oh my policy. gosh. Like everybody's like going crazy, man. I mean, everything's like, I know. It is crazy. can't wait for lighthouse, man. As soon as lighthouse <laughs> is up, I'm gone from all these other platforms. Yeah. Yeah. I started uploading to library too. And I noticed that, yeah, uh, you have all your stuff up there and that's a, yeah, a really intriguing platform just because of the way that you know they pay users to uh, in library tokens, the cryptocurrency, and all that. So yeah, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I I don't know if it's by default or if I've somehow figured out how to do it when I first signed up. But every time it doesn't do live streams, but every time I upload a video to YouTube, it automatically uploads. I think I don't know if it's just if it's just drawing them from YouTube or if it's actually physically uh, doing a copy of the videos that upload on YouTube and putting them on, I guess we'll find out (laughs) Uh, if, if something happens to my YouTube channel and everything disappears from library, then I'll know, well, they were just linking to YouTube. Uh, But I think it actually makes copies of whatever you upload. Yeah, I I do believe so because um, when I watch a show from yours there, uh, it copies and downloads it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got to be physically available. Uh, speaking of other shows, man, I, uh, I I just listened to the interview that you did with Red Pill 78. Uh, uh-huh. It's about this time last year, I guess. Uh, that was really good, man. Uh, On a, the Book of Enoch or the one before? Uh, it was Serpent Seed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You were yeah, talking uh, about Serpent Seed and. Uh, is he into biblical cosmology too? He, he didn't seem to flinch. No, I, I don't, I don't believe so, but, um, I think he's open to, 
you know, suggestion and new possibility. He's really open-minded. Mm. And unfortunately, he got banned off of YouTube. Yeah, I just saw that. He just, his channel was taken down. Wasn't yeah. Mm -hmm. And so he's also looking for other platforms to... to and I think he, he does a lot of the Patreon stuff. Um, I forget the platforms he uses, but he is he's on a couple of different places as well. And yeah. he would have... I mean, if he wouldn't have got banned before, he certainly would have got banned now uh, because of all <laughs> oh, yeah. the... Yeah, because he's uh, real, real into what's going on. Yeah, politics, and <laughs> he's been covering the election and all that stuff for a very long time, yeah. and he's mostly focused on political themes. So. Yeah, it was a good interview, though. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, it introduced a lot of people to the topic because after the interview that we did, uh, a lot of people were interested in in the books that I wrote on the issue. And so um, he's got a pretty huge audience. Yeah, like. he had 200,000. Well, just, you know, like yourself as well. But he had um, 200,000 subscribers at that time, I believe, if not more. But yeah. Very cool. Well, uh, I don't remember exactly what we left off talking about. Do you? Are, are we ready to move to a different chapter, or did we? Yeah, we we. Continue? You know, I, I believe we had gone through pretty much the destruction of the cities of the plane and Lot's uh, <clears throat> escape. Right. Know? So right. yeah, I think we can pick it up. Uh, what chapter twenty is it in the King James or? Okay, yeah, I've got that queued up. Uh, okay, sounds good. Let me... Uh, man, everything's out of whack here. It, it changed my Bible preferences here. Well, I guess yeah, New King James is fine. Uh, okay, I'll read from Genesis chapter 20. It looks like in the New King James. And Abraham journeyed from there to the south and dwelt between Kadesh and Shur and stayed in Gerar. Now Abraham said of Sarah his wife, she is my sister. And Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Indeed, you are a dead man because of the woman whom you have taken, for she is a man's wife. That's a rough dream to have. <laughs> Especially if God himself is a dead attorney. Right. But Abimelech had not come near her, and he said, Lord, will you slay a righteous nation also? Did he not say to me, she is my sister? And she, even she herself, said, he is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and innocence of my hands, I have done this. And God said to him in a dream, yes, I know that you did this in the integrity of your heart, for I also withheld you from sinning against me. Therefore, I did not let you touch her. Now, therefore, restore the man's wife, for he is a prophet, and he will pray for you, and you shall live. But if you do not restore her, know that you shall surely die, you and all who are yours. So Abimelech rose early in the morning, called all his servants, and told all these things in their hearing. And the men were very much afraid. And Abimelech called Abraham and said to him, What have you done to us? How have I offended you, that you have brought on me and on my kingdom a great sin? You have done deeds to me that ought not be done. Then Abimelech said to Abraham, What did you have in view? What that you have done this thing. 
And Abraham said, because I thought, surely the fear of God is not in this place, and they will kill me on account of my wife. But indeed, she is truly my sister. She is the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. And she became my wife. And it came to pass, when God caused me to wander from my father's house, that I said to her, this is your kindness that you should do for me. And every place, wherever we go, say of me, he is my brother. Then Abimelech took sheep, oxen, and male and female servants and gave them to Abraham, and he restored Sarah, his wife, to him. And Abimelech said, See, my land is before you. Dwell here, dwell where it pleases you. Then to Sarah he said, Behold, I have given your brother a thousand pieces of silver. Indeed, this vindicates you before all who are with you and before everybody. Thus she was rebuked. So Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech, his wife, and his female servants. Then they bore children, for the Lord had closed up all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. This is crazy. Like, every time he does this, like, he gets <laughs> oxen sober. And <laughs> right, right. Let's see, I'm going to go everywhere I go. I'm going to tell a little half lie. <laughs> and dude just keeps getting wealthier every time he does it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, to me, it shows that uh, the Most High takes care of his prophets. Mm-hmm. And, and blesses them for prioritizing the kingdom and serving him uh, and doing his work. And, you know, like, because he pulled Abraham out of his father's idolatry and that of Nimrod's in order for the faith to be developed and how he led him even to um, Egypt, as we saw, to instruct them on the truth even though they later fell away and were uh, dominated by the Hamites. But, um, you know, at that time they were part of his uh, brethren. And so he's been sharing truth and doing the work, even like amongst the travelers, you know, those that even the, the tree of memory showing mm-hmm. who were idolaters and who weren't. Um, so, yeah, he's been doing this work for, a long time, and God, you know, uh, has been blessing him, and I think that these stories are um, proof of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I was trying to remember. Uh, we haven't got to the part where uh, uh, Abraham sacrifices or goes to sacrifice Isaac, right? We haven't mm-hmm. got the part. No. Not, not in Genesis. Mm-mm. Okay, so um, that's coming up soon, though. Okay, so uh, well, I guess during the first break, I'll take a look in Joshua and Jubilees and see where we are in parallel to what I just read. Well, All I guess right. it's just the Abimelech story, so. Yeah, I but, can read this from the Targum. Okay, cool. Yeah, chapter 20. And Abraham went on from thence to the land of the south and dwelt between Rechem and Shagra and had his habitation in Gerar. And Abraham said concerning Sarah, his wife, she is my sister. And Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah, Jerusalem, king of Arad. And a word came from before the Lord unto Abimelech in a dream of the night and said to him, Behold, thou diest because of the woman whom thou hast carried away. And she's a man's wife. But Abimelech had not come nigh to defile her. And he said, Lord, 
Shall the son of a people who hath not sinned, and whom it is right to absolve in the judgment, be killed? Did he not tell me she is my sister? And did she, and did not she also say, he is my brother? In the truthfulness of my heart, and in the innocency of my hands, have I done this? And the word of the Lord said to him in a dream, Before me also it is manifest that in the truthfulness of thy heart thou didst this, and so I and so restrained I thee from sinning before me, and therefore I would not permit thee to come near her. And now let the wife of the man return, for he is a prophet. He will pray for thee, and thou shalt live. But if thou wilt not let her return, know that dying thou shalt die, thou and all who art thine. And Abimelech arose in the morning and called all his servants, told all these words before them. And the men feared greatly. And Abimelech called Abraham and said, What hast thou done to us? And in what have I sinned against thee? For thou hast brought upon me and upon my kingdom a great sin. Thou hast wrought with me works that are not right. And Abimelech said to Abraham, What hast thou seen that thou didst this thing? And Abraham said, Because I said in my heart, The fear of the Lord is not in this place, and they will kill me for the sake of my wife. But in truth, she is my sister the daughter of my father's brother, but not of the kindred of my mother. And she became my wife. And it was when thou, they sought to turn me aside to the worship of idols, and I went forth from my father's house, that I said to her, This is the kindness thou shalt do me. In every place to which we come, say concerning me, He is my brother. And Abimelech took sheep, and restored Sarah his wife to him. And to Sarah he said, Behold, I have given a thousand silene of silver to thy brother. Behold, they are to thee a veil of the eyes, inasmuch as thou wast hidden from thine husband one night, and I would have seen thee. For were I to give all that I have, it would not suffice or be proportionate. And the words were debated. And Abraham knew that Abimelech had not come near Sarah, his wife, Jerusalem. And to Sarah he said, Behold, I have given a thousand silene of silver to thy brother. Behold, that silver is given to thee as a present, because thou wast hidden from the eyes of Abraham, thy husband one night, and of all that I have. For on behalf of all I am corrected. Behold, were I to give all whatever I have, it would not suffice. Let the words be approved, and may Abraham the just learn that I have not known thee. And Abraham prayed before the Lord. And the Lord healed Abimelech and his wife and his concubines, and they were set at large. For the word of the Lord shutting had shut in displeasure the wombs of all the women of Abimelech's house, on account of Sarah, the wife of Abraham, Jerusalem, closing 
had closed. Uh, this was only one night, it looked like. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, how would they know if their wombs were closed on one night? I mean, like, they wouldn't know that they didn't conceive that night. Yeah, no. I, yeah, that's um, strange, strange. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, that's uh, because I know with uh, Pharaoh, it was for a very long time. Yeah, it was. And he kept getting a smackdown too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, none of the men could perform, to yeah. say the least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was before Viagra. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, not much different in the Targums there. and Not a whole lot different there. Um, I should have taken a look and... St- to see what uh, Joshua and Jubilee is, is uh, what about the writings of Abraham? Does it? Uh, mm-hmm, I can, I can go there. Um, well, yeah. you do that. Um, I can look at Joshua. Uh, Joshua uh, Josh twenty looks like it's a parallel, so I can read that. Okay, if you want to go ahead. Okay, <clears throat> Joshua twenty. And at that time, Abraham journeyed from the plain of Mamre, and he went to the land of the Philistines, and he dwelt in Gerar. It was in the 25th year of Abraham's being in the land of Canaan, and the 100th year of the life of Abraham, that he came to Gerar in the land of the Philistines. And when they entered the land, he said to Sarah, his wife, Say, thou art my sister, to anyone that ask, that shall ask thee, in order that we may escape the evil of the inhabitants of the land. And as Abraham was dwelling in the land of the Philistines, the servants of Abimelech, king of the Philistines, saw that Sarah was exceedingly beautiful. And they asked Abraham concerning her, and she said, and he said, She is my sister. And the servants of Abimelech went to Abimelech, saying, A man from the land of Canaan has come to dwell in the land, and he has a sister that is exceedingly fair. And Abimelech heard the words of his servants who praised Sarah to him, and Abimelech sent his officers, and they brought Sarah to the king. And Sarah came to the house of Abimelech, and the king saw that she, Sarah was beautiful, and she pleased him exceedingly. And he approached her and said to her, What is that man to thee with whom thou didst come to our land? And Sarah answered and said, He is my brother. And we came from the land of Canaan to dwell wherever we could find a place. And Abimelech said to Sarah, Behold, my land is before thee. Place thy brother in any part of this land that pleases thee. And it will be our duty to exalt and elevate him above all the people of the land, since he is thy brother. And Abimelech sent for Abraham, and Abraham came to Abimelech. And Abimelech said to Abraham, Behold, I have given orders that thou shalt be honored as thou desirest on account of thy sister Sarah. And Abraham went forth from the king, and the king's king's present followed him. As at evening came... As at evening time, before men lie down to rest, the king was sitting upon his throne, and a deep sleep fell upon him, and he lay upon the throne and slept till morning. And he dreamed that an angel of the Lord came to him with a drawn sword in his hand, and the angel stood over Abimelech and wished to slay him with the sword. And the king was terrified in his dream, and he said to the angel, In what have I sinned against thee that thou comest to slay me with thy sword? And the angel answered and said to Abimelech, Behold, thou diest on account of the woman which thou didst yesternight bring into thy house. 
for she is a married woman, the wife of Abraham, who came to thy house. Now, therefore, return that man his wife, for she is his wife. And should, shouldst thou not return her, know that thou wilt surely die, thou and all belonging to thee. And on that night there was a great outcry in the land of the Philistines, and the inhabitants of the land saw the figure of a man standing with a drawn sword in his hand. And he smote the inhabitants of the land with the sword, yea, he continued to smite them. And the angel of the Lord smote the whole land of the Philistines on that night. And there was a great confusion on that night and on the following morning. And every room was closed and all their issues. And the hand of the Lord was upon them on account of Sarah, wife of Abraham, whom Abimelech had taken. And in the morning, Abimelech rose with terror and confusion and with a great dread. And he sent and had his servants called in. And he related his dream to them. And the people were greatly afraid. And one man standing against the servants of the king answered the king, saying, O sovereign king, restore this woman to her husband, for she is her husband. For he is her husband. For the like happened to the king of Egypt when this man came to Egypt. And he said concerning his wife, she is my sister. For such is the manner of doing when he cometh to land to dwell in the land in which he is a stranger. And Pharaoh sent and took this woman for a wife, and the Lord brought upon him grievous plagues until he returned the woman to her husband. Now therefore, O sovereign king, know what happened yesternight to the whole land, for there was a great, very great consternation and great pain and lamentation. We'll be right back, everyone, for a second portion. From the dawn of man, we have turned to nature to help attain balance within ourselves. But somewhere, we lost our way. Western culture is once again remembering the healing benefits of CBD, the non-psychoactive component of the hemp plant. That's why more and more people who use CBD report relief from inflammation and chronic pain, balanced blood sugar and cardiovascular system, relief from muscle tensions, tremors, migraines, headaches, anxiety, depression, and the list goes on. The big question is, where do you get it? Iolife is a 99% pure CBD oil made with all organic ingredients, and it's available to TFR listeners worldwide. If you use coupon code TFR at checkout, you'll get $5 towards your order. Head on over to iolife.com now. That's A-Y-A life.com. Do you want to lose weight but have no idea where to begin? The Fast Start Diet, a three-day weight loss plan, is the answer. Three days of nutritionally balanced, calorie-restricted meals delivered right to your door. No shopping, no measuring, and no cooking. Everything is prepared for you and ready to eat at home or on the go. The Fast Start Diet has all the amazing benefits of intermittent fasting without starving. We've helped thousands of people who have struggled to reach their weight loss goals. Isn't it time we helped you? With the Fast Start Diet, you'll lose weight and feel great. Find us on Amazon or go to faststartdiet.com and use promo code POWER to get $10 off your first box. As a special bonus, we will include our number one rated LiPo3 Appetite Suppressant Spray free with your order. Whatever your diet plans are, start with us at 
FatStartDiet.com and use promo code POWER. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death. This is Uncle Walt from the Ironworks. Josh, Corey, and I have chosen to look at life with no fear. No fear of the unknown. No fear of questions about the supposedly well-known. No fear of ridicule for thinking outside the familiar fool's lines. No fear of the boot on the neck of those refusing the party line. No fear of taking on those so convinced of their beliefs they would sooner drink the Kool-Aid than believe they've been fools made. In this world filled with me too, cattle think. Can truth's protective layers be peeled back to show the tender, juicy pink? Are we all just grist for the mill? Souls sold against our will, or is that just how it feels? When you're filled to the rim, TVality so fear-filled and grim, break clear of the fear. Right here, Tuesdays and Fridays at 2 a.m. on TFR. Josh and I and you will hammer out the impurities of technology-driven groupthink, fold in a dash of logic, and quench it all with a bit of absurdity. The Ironworks, break clear of the fear. You are listening to the Truth Frequency Radio Network. No hate, no hype, no, 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 no fear. And in those days, there were giants in the land, and the sons of the angels of God looked upon the daughters of men and found them fair, and took of them wives, and their sons became of old great men of renown. So they have been mixing with us on a genetic level since the time of Enoch and Ezekiel's will. Here on Earth, we're intrigued by the sun, moon, and stars, and imagine there's got to be planets like ours. So conceive of a face on the surface of Mars, so in need of a meaning and purpose we are. And indeed, they believe that these might be our gods, or that maybe with time we'll do right and evolve, and eventually reach what they seek, and then solve all the problems of man, but they really don't know that they call. The works of our hands are but just filthy rags So we travel the lands to dig up our past Time our lapses and with it all Much of the facts of our magic that God's came in Alright, welcome back everybody For second um, portion I'll just turn it back over to you Rob So you can finish Yeah, everybody loves that Destiny Lab uh, <laughs> intro yeah. There, I always hear uh, people commenting on that. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah, it's really cool. Actually, uh, they sent me, uh, I I said something to them on Facebook a while back, and they sent me, like, everything. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All their stuff and stuff. Yeah, cool stuff. I'm not usually, that's generally not the type of music I typically listen to, but Mm -hmm. I I really enjoy their stuff. It's it's pretty cool. Uh, I love their music. Yeah. My my son's a, a, a big fan, too. So. Yeah, very cool. All right, let me go back where we left off here. Uh, so, so this dude was aware of uh, what happened in Egypt. He's like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, now, therefore, O sovereign king, know what happened yesterday to the whole land, for there was a very great consternation and great pain and lamentation. And we know that it was on account of the woman which thou didst take. Now, therefore, restore this woman to her husband, lest it should befall us as it did to Pharaoh, king of Egypt and his subjects, and that we may not die. And Abimelech hastened and called and had Sarah called for, and she came before him. And he had Abraham called for, and he came before him. And Abimelech said to him, What is this work you have been doing in saying you are brother and sister? And I took this woman for a wife. And Abraham said, Because I thought I should suffer death on account of my wife. And Abimelech 
took flocks and herds and men servants and maid servants and a thousand pieces of silver, and he gave them to Abraham, and he returned Sarah to him. And Abimelech said to Abraham, Behold, the whole land is before thee. Dwell in it wherever thou shalt choose. And Abraham and Sarah, his wife, went forth from the king's presence with honor and respect, and they dwelt in the land even in Gerar. And all the inhabitants of the land of the Philistines and the king's servants were still in pain through the plague which the angel had inflicted upon them the whole night on account of Sarah. And Abimelech sent to sent for Abraham, saying, Pray now for my servants to the Lord thy God, that he may put away this mortality from among us. And Abraham prayed on account of Abimelech and his subjects, and the Lord heard the prayer of Abraham, and he healed Abimelech and all his subjects. Uh, it's interesting, because it, uh, when I was reading it uh, before the break, I, I, I thought, because he was having a dream that an angel came with a sword, you know, uh, and was going to mess him up. Mm-hmm. But now going back and looking at it, the angel actually did jack up the inhabitants. Uh, yeah, seemingly so. Yeah, going back to f- uh, verse 15, and on that night there was a great outcry in the land of the Philistines, and the inhabitants of the land saw the figure of a man standing with a drawn sword in his hand, and he smote the inhabitants of the land with the sword. Yea, he continued to smite them. <laughs> he was. <laughs> sm- <laughs> I just made me think of. Uh, uh, Smacking the hand of Pharaoh. Well, this time with his sword, but. It, uh, right, right. And Jim Carrey, when he did um, Bruce Almighty, <laughs> Almighty Smiter. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about smiting but yeah it looks like uh, they actually did some th- this angel did some, well the Targum says it was the word of the Lord right? Right exactly yes. So it's, it's Yeshua walking around with a sword poking a bunch of Philistines uh, and I wonder I mean we know that Goliath and his brothers were giants that were of the Philistines I, I wonder if um, if they all were Uh they they came from uh, Kaftor, son of Mitzrayim, and uh, the the Kaftors, Kaftorim, they settled the island of Crete. And I always found that interesting that, you know, uh, there's like three places, two or three places in the Bible that tell you that uh, that the Philistines came from Kaftor, and the Kaftor, uh, you discover the, the land of the Kaftorim was Crete. And I always thought that was interesting because all of Greek mythology originates in Crete. So mm-hmm. the post-flood gods and demigods that were likely giants, uh, you know, come from this character Kaftor and the Philistines in general. So, you know, it makes me wonder if, yeah, I mean, to, to we read this stuff and we have to do extra study. I mean, we have to right. look at a bunch of texts and pu- put pieces together and realize, you know, the land was full of giants. Mm-hmm. But you know, in their day, well, I mean, yeah, it, the giants were just as common as, you know, horses probably, you know, right. yes. you know, even hybrids as we'll see if we ever get there, uh, and Joshua, like I think it's Joshua 60 or something like that with, uh, uh, Zepho, 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 whatever, mm-hmm. uh, finding the Seder, you know? Uh, right. so, I mean, I maintain that the, the ancient world was very much like Lord of the Rings and absolutely. You know, I fully agree. So, if that's the case, and if these were giants of Philistines, then Yeshua's walking around with a sword, poking giants, and <laughs> apparently didn't kill them. I mean, it's just smiting them. So, I guess that's just hitting them, not not killing uh-huh. them. You know, right. they, this is the next day; they're all in pain. So, uh, 
he's like, dude, can you pray for us, man? <laughs> and his buddy's like, hey, this is the guy. You know, this is what he right. does. Where he goes, he does. <laughs> I heard about yeah. the what happened to the pharaoh in Egypt. That's kind of funny. It is funny. All right, I'll do the writings of Abraham. After the destruction of the city of the plains, I, Abraham, journeyed to the south to the land of Gerar. Now, the king of the land of Gerar was Abimelech, and he was one who worshipped the Most High God, and he was just and upright in his ways. And Abimelech had entered the holy order of God and was a priest and a king after the order of the Most High God and had received the rites and ordinances of the gospel. As a youth, he had dwelt with me in the city of Shalom, and he was as a brother unto me, and we shared all things. When Sarah and I went in unto Abimelech to commune with him, the Spirit of the Lord fell upon Abimelech, and he blessed Sarah in great outpourings after the order of the ancients, and anointed her that she might bear holy seed, and we rejoiced in the blessing of the Lord unto Sarah through the three holy men from the city of Enoch and through his servant Abimelech. And the spirit of the Lord fell upon me also, and I blessed her and anointed her that the spirit of the Lord might fall upon her in a greater outpouring to the sanctification of herself and her seed. And we rejoiced together for three nights and two days and worshiped the Lord our God and were filled with joy and peace in the blessings of the Lord unto us, and we were magnified in the Lord. The next night after Sarah and I had returned to our camp, Abimelech was seated upon his throne praying when a sleep from the Lord fell upon him, and he slept there all that night. And while he slept, he dreamed a dream, in which an angel of the Lord with a drawn sword in his hand came and stood above him. And Abimelech was frightened at the angel, but the angel said unto him, Fear not, for because thou hast faithfully entered into the rites and ordinances of my gospel, and hast walked an holy walk before me, and didst uphold Shem and Abraham after him in the work which I have called them, to do in the maintaining mine holy order in the earth, behold, I am sent to stand by thy side, and shall protect thee against the power of the adversary. For thy sins are forgiven thee, and thine exaltation sure, and thou shalt dwell forever in the presence of thy God. So saying, the angel departed from the vision of Abimelech. But he felt his presence near him from that time forth, and the adversary thereafter exercised no power over him. We had dwelt in Gerar nine months when the three holy men of God again visited us, and Sarah gave birth to a son. And on the eighth day he was circumcised according to the commandment of the Lord to me. And I called his name Isaac. The child grew, and when he was three years old, he was weaned, and I made a great feast on the day he was weaned. And Melchizedek, king of Shalom, with Eber his heir, and Abimelech, king of Gerar, with his son, Abimelech and Pharaoh, king of Egypt, father to Hagar and Ishmael, and all the mighty princes of the land came to the feast which I prepared. For these were the men whom I loved with my brethren, Anaram, Eskel, and Mamre. 
My father Terah also and my brother Nahor came unto the feast, having heard that Sarah had borne a son. And we all rejoiced before the Lord for many days that my son Isaac had reached the age of weaning from his mother. And from that time for Sarah and I introduced the lad into the tabernacle and began to instruct him in the mysteries of godliness that he might be prepared in his youth to enter into the Holy of Holies and be instructed there. For Shem had instructed me in the city of Shalom that children should be instructed in the temple from the age of weaning, which is three years old, that they should be instructed in the Holy of Holies from the age of puberty, which is 12 years old, and that they should be endowed with power from on high from the age of maturity, which is 14 years. But inasmuch as I had not journeyed unto the city of Shalom until I was 10 years old, I was prepared for the blessing of the Lord's house in only a few years. Uh, do you want me to stop there? Um, uh, yeah, that's probably it, good. Yeah. Because uh, it's getting ahead of where we are. But, right, uh, right. Fascinating because it's talking about the interaction with Abimelech as his youth and uh, Shem. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that all three had been you know, brought up in the order of the ancients, which is, again, a fascinating thing. And I did send you um, the book of the Order of the Ancients and several other things. So, <laughs> yeah, so they should probably be in your P.O. box, if not already soon. Oh, okay. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I was just thinking here. Um, let me pull up uh, Genesis 10, um, verse 21. And following, and the children, and children were born also to Shem, the father of all the children of Eber. So, I never noticed that before. That just stuck out to me here. Like, is because Eber doesn't show up till later, but it's interesting that in that first sentence on the table of nations regarding Shem, that it specifies that he's the father of Eber, who of course, mm -hmm. originator of the Hebrews, Eber Hebrew. Right. Um. So, and the children are born also to Shem, the father of all the children of Eber, the brother of Japheth, the elder. The sons of Shem were Elam, Asher, Arphaxad, Lud, and Aram. And the sons of Aram were Uz, Hul, Gether, and Mash, and Arphaxad begot Selah, and Selah begot Eber. And so, according to the, the way the Mel Melchizedek order worked, because you were reading about the Melchizedek there. But mm -hmm. it seems like it, it's after the fact that, you know, because Shem's head is dead by now, I think. Um, so it makes me wonder then if if either Arphaxad or Selah might have been the Melchizedek at the time of what you just read. Because mm -hmm. it was talking about Melchizedek and Eber. Yeah, it says, and Melchizedek, king of Shalom, with Eber his heir. Right, Eber, his heir. Yeah, and Abimelech, king of Gerar, with his son, Abimelech. And then the next line is, and Pharaoh, king of Egypt, father to Hagar and Ishmael. And all the mighty princes of the land came to the feast, which I prepared for these. Yeah, so um, Eber, his heir. Let me go back. So, I mean, that could be like his son. 
uh, and if that's the case of Melchizedek and Eber, his heir, it may be Selah. Could be. Selah being the the Melchizedek at that time. I don't know. It's just speculating. Mm-hmm. I was just. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, that's interesting. Because you have mention of Shem, then you have mention of Eber with Melchizedek. Right. So uh, I, I'm assuming at this stage, well, maybe not. I don't know. Um, let me see. I'd have to see how long Shem lives. Six hundred years. Oh, uh, was it six or five? I thought it was five. Uh, I think it's six, but could be wrong. Let me see if I can find it. Shem is the. I'm looking at the wall chart of world history. Yeah. Okay, so he dies. Okay, so he he could have well. I guess the Melchizedek could have still been Shem here then at this point, because he dies. It looks like about five years before Jacob's born, and Esau. Uh, okay, so yeah, so, so we yeah, have, so he's probably still alive. We're right now uh, just at the beginning of the birth of uh, Isaac. It looked like mm-hmm, what, right what you read, and yeah. it looks like he did ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty. 60. Oh, he, he lived well into Isaac's life. And let's see, uh, Isaac 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. He's about 50 years old when he has Esau and Jacob. And so Shem's still around, according to this chart. Mm-hmm. For, uh, let's see, 10, 20, 30, 40. Yeah, for about 53 years. Looks like 52, 53 years. Yeah, and so, Isaac's 10 here. So, okay, so Shem's still around. So he could have still been the Melchizedek. You know, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's at the yeah, end of his life at this point. Right. So maybe, you know, I don't know if they pass it on. Pass it on, yeah. At, at death or if they begin the process of the transfer. I don't know. Right. Just, right. Uh, I'm trying to think that through. Yeah. Well, it seems interesting here that uh, you have both Abraham, Abimelech, together being ordained in the order of the ancients. And so at least their initiation um, had been, you know, that they were raised up in the rites, according to the story, together. Well, that's weird, uh, unless they didn't recognize each other when they were older. Like, it was, well, I wonder why Abimelech didn't know or suspect you know, if they grew up together. Uh-huh, right. Interesting. Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, we know that Noah and Shem set up camp in Canaan, so there were giants all over the place, and Mamre, Aner, and Eshkel uh, were Amorites that were confederate with Abraham, so, uh, you know, I, I maintain that they were good giants. Good giants, yeah. So maybe we've got some good ones over in the Philistines, too, with Abimelech being... Because I, you know, if you just read the the uh, Genesis or even the Joshua account, uh, like we did, you don't get the backstory that you know why why would he be having these kind of this kind of relationship with with Yahuwah? Uh huh. Right. You know, if he was just a pagan, right? It seemed like it was not. I mean, he recognized him, you know, yes. as God. Although you know it says God, so that's Elohim. That doesn't always necessarily mean. Yahuwah. Right. Hmm. 
Yeah, it says, uh, now the king of the land of Gerar was Abimelech, and he was one who worshipped the Most High God. Right. And he was just and upright in all his ways. And Abimelech had entered the holy order of God and was a priest and a king after the order of the Most High God, and he had received the rites and ordinances of the gospel. Yeah, it's pretty wild, man. That's, uh, you know, the order of the ancients and the order right. of— that that is the Melchizedek. It is absolutely the Church of the Firstborn. They call it as well. Oh yeah, that's what. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. another another phrase for it. Yeah, yeah, that's also interchangeably used um, throughout this scripture for the order of the ancients. Oh, that's cool. Um, Jubilees uh, skips most of this and jumps in over into. Uh, issues with um, Ishmael later. So okay. I suppose I can jump over to maybe the next chapter of Genesis, unless you've got something else in any other. Uh, I do have one other thing here, the legends of the Jews. Cool. All right. Uh, among the Philistines, the destruction of Sodom induced Abraham to journey to Gerar, accustomed to extend hospitality to travelers and wayfarers. He no longer felt comfortable in a district in which all traffic had ceased by reason of the ruined cities. There was another reason for Abraham leaving his place. The people spoke too much about the ugly incident with Lot's daughters. Arrived in the land of the Philistines, he again, as aforetime in Egypt, came to an understanding with Sarah that she was to call herself his sister. When the report of her beauty reached the king, He ordered her to be brought before him, and he asked her who her companion was, and she told him that Abraham was her brother. Entranced by her beauty, Abimelech the king took Sarah to wife and heaped marks of honor upon Abraham in accordance with the just claims of a brother of the queen. Toward evening before retiring, he was still seated upon his throne. Abimelech fell into a sleep, and he slept until the morning and in the dream he dreamed he saw an angel of the lord raising his sword to deal him a death blow sore frightened he asked the cause and the angel replied and said thou wilt die on account of the woman thou didst take into thy house this day for she is the wife of abraham the man whom thou didst sight before thee return his wife unto him but if thou restore her not thou shalt surely die Thou and all that are thine. In that night, the voice of a great crying was heard in the whole land of the Philistines, for they saw the figure of a man walking about with sword in hand, slaying all that came in his way. At the same time, it happened that in men and beasts alike, all the apertures of the body closed up, and the land was seized with indescribable excitement. In the morning, when the king awoke in agony and terror, he called all his servants and told his dream in their ears. One of their numbers said, O Lord and king, restore this woman unto the man, for he is her husband. It is but his way in a strange land to pretend that she is his sister. Thus did he with the king of Egypt too. And God sent heavy afflictions upon Pharaoh when he took the woman unto himself. Consider also, O Lord and King, what hath befallen this night in the land. 
great pain, wailing, and confusion there was. And we know that it came upon us only because of this woman. There were some among his servants who spake, Be not afraid of dreams. What dreams make known to a man is but falsehood. Then God appeared unto Abimelech again and commanded him to let Sarah go free. Otherwise, he would be a dead man. Abimelech replied, Is this thy way? Then I weaned the generation of the flood and the generation of the confusion of tongues were innocent too. The man himself did say unto me, She is my sister. And she even herself said, He is my brother. And all the people of their household said the same words. And God said unto him, Yea, I know that thou hast not yet committed a trespass. For I withheld thee from sinning. Thou didst not know that Sarah was a man's wife. But is it becoming to question a stranger? No sooner does he set foot upon thy territory about the woman accompanying him, whether she be his wife or his sister. Abraham, who is a prophet, knew beforehand the danger to himself if he revealed the whole truth. But being a prophet, he also knows that thou didst not touch his wife, and he shall pray for thee, and thou shalt live. The smoke was still rising from the ruins of Sodom and Abimelech and his people, seeing it feared that a like fate might overtake them. The king called Abraham and reproaching and reproached him for having caused such great misfortune through his false statements concerning Sarah. Abraham excused his conduct by his apprehension that the fear of God not being in the place, the inhabitants of the land slay him for his wife. Abraham went on and told the history of his whole life, and he said, When I dwelt in the house of my father, the nations of the world sought to do me harm, but God proved himself my redeemer. When the nations of the world tried to lead me astray to idolatry, God revealed himself to me and he said, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house. And when the nations of the world were about to go astray, God sent two prophets, my kinsmen Shem and Eber, to admonish them. Abimelech gave rich gifts to Abraham, wherein he acted otherwise than Pharaoh in similar circumstances. The Egyptian king gave gifts to Sarah, but Abimelech was God-fearing and desired that Abraham pray for him. To Sarah he gave a costly robe that covered her whole person, hiding her seductive charms from the view of beholders. At the same time, it was a reproach to Abraham that he had not fitted Sarah out with the splendor due to his wife. Though Abimelech had done him great injury, Abraham not only granted him the forgiveness he craved, but also he prayed for him to God. Thus, he is an exemplar unto all. Man should be pliant as a reed, not hard like the cedar. He should be easily appeased and slow to anger, and as soon as he who has sinned against him asks for pardon, he should forgive him with all his heart even if deep and serious injury has been done to him. He should not be vengeful nor bear his brother a grudge in his heart. Abraham prayed thus for Abimelech, O Lord of the world, thou hast created man. Uh, I'll finish it when we come back.
As a bookstore for truth seekers, it's our goal to make ancient manuscripts which were once held captive by secretive institutions available for public consideration. In our generation where wisdom has increased as Daniel the prophet foretold, we have access to many of the testimonies our early church brethren were persecuted for preserving. After being hidden for centuries, these manuscripts have been leaked from various sources throughout the earth, and it's our goal to gather these sources into printable form to make available for all who seek the ancient way. If you're looking to deepen your studies of the biblical narrative, find these ancient manuscripts and more at sacredwordpublishing.com. Are the stories in the Bible true? What if I told you that there are hundreds of confirming witnesses which give intricate detail to the stories in the Bible? Have you ever found yourself deep in the rabbit hole with questions that no one seemed to have the answers to? Join us the second Friday of every month at 9 p.m. Eastern Time for our Ask Me Anything series with author and researcher Zen Garcia as he sheds light on the mysteries which have us all searching together. Your partnership with Sacred Word Publishing goes further than the publishing of ancient manuscripts and weekly video content. You also make a huge impact across the earth in orphanages in Myanmar, India, Uganda, and Kenya. Your support is crucial for the development of the Ecclesia of Real Truth Seekers. We thank you for joining us in hosting Secrets Revealed, Momentary Zen, the Digital Readers Club, Ask Me Anything series, and other shows that have helped lead so many to the truth of salvation. Become even more involved? Please visit patreon.com slash sacredwordpublishing where you can partake in exclusive, interactive, patron-only content and help us continue shining the light of love in this darkened world.
Hello friends, thank you for joining us this evening. I'm your host, Zen Garcia. All right, welcome back everybody for a second hour. I will finish with the prayer and that will do it for the legends of the Jews. Abraham prayed thus for Abimelech. O Lord of the world, thou hast created man that he may increase and propagate his kind. Grant that Abimelech in his house may multiply and increase. God fulfilled Abraham's petition in behalf of Abimelech and his people, and it was the first time. It happened in the history of mankind that God fulfilled the prayer of one human being for the benefit of another. Abimelech and his subjects were healed of all their diseases, and so efficacious was the prayer offered by Abraham that the wife of Abimelech, barren hitherto, bore a child. That was interesting. It said that all the apertures were closed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that does make you wonder, like, what really did happen there? I mean, you know. Right, right. Yeah, um, in similarity with uh, whatever was going on. Um, but it was the, the men who were not able to perform in, in you know, in, in the land of Pharaoh in Egypt. Um, they just basically had ed but here the the women um you know the, i guess uh not being able to <laughs> i don't know accommodate their husbands in some manner <laughs> something <laughs> interesting story yeah yeah all right uh let's see well i could go to chapter 21 of genesis that brings us to the birth of Isaac. All right. Genesis 21. Isaac is born. And Yahuwah visited Sarah as he had said. And Yahuwah did for Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. Then Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Now Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, God has made me laugh, and all who hear will laugh with me. She also said, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? For I have borne him a son in his old age. So the child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made a great feast on the same day that Isaac was weaned. Uh, so that's all we get in Genesis, but we saw in Jubilees last week that that, that great feast became Sukkot. Right, yeah. Feast of Tabernacles. Right. Uh, so that's kind of cool. You know, we just get this one little sentence. It sounds like he just had a, a party, you know, had a meal. But uh, Jubilees says, ah, that's the, that's the origin of the Feast of Sukkot. Yeah, that's really cool. That's why I love doing these parallel studies. Yeah, it's really uh, unpacking a lot of things for us here. Um, and Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, whom she had born to Abraham, scoffing. 
Therefore, she said to Abraham, cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, namely with Isaac. And the matter was very displeasing to Abraham's sight because of his son. But God said to Abraham, do not let it be displeasing in your sight because of the lad or because of your bondwoman. Whatever Sarah has said to you, listen to her voice, for in Isaac your seed shall be called. Yet I will also make a nation of the son of the bondwoman, because he is your seed. So Abraham rose early in the morning, and he took bread and a skin of water, and putting it on her shoulder, he gave it and the boy to Hagar and sent her away. Then he departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. And the water in the skin was used up. She, she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. And the water in the skin was used up, and she placed the boy under one of the shrubs. Then she went and sat down across from him at a distance of about a bowshot, for she said to herself, Let me not see the death of the boy. So she sat opposite him and lifted her voice and wept. And God heard the voice of the lad. And the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said to her, What ails you, Hagar? Fear not. For God has heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise, lift up the lad and hold him with your hand, for I will make him a great nation. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. And she went and filled the skin with water and gave the lad to drink. So God was with the lad, and he grew and dwelt in the wilderness and became an archer. He dwelt in the wilderness of Paran, and his mother took a wife for him from the land of Egypt covenant with Abimelech. And it came to pass at that time that Abimelech and Phicol, the commander of his army, spoke to Abraham, saying, God is with you in all that you do. Now therefore swear to me by God that you will not deal falsely with me, with my offspring or with my posterity, but that according to the kindness that I have done to you, you will do to me and to the land in which you have dwelt. And Abraham said, I swear. Then Abraham rebuked Abimelech because of a well of water which Abimelech's servants had seized. And Abimelech said, I do not know who has done this thing. You did not tell me, nor had I heard of it until today. So Abraham took sheep and oxen and gave them to Abimelech, and the two of them made a covenant. And Abraham set seven ewe lambs of the flock by themselves. And Abimelech asked Abraham, What is the meaning of these seven ewe lambs which you have set by themselves? And he said, you will take these seven ulams from my hand, that they may be my witness that I have dug this well. Therefore he called the place Beersheba, because of the two of them swore an oath there. Thus they made a covenant at Beersheba. So Abimelech rose with Phicol, the commander of his army, and they returned to the land of the Philistines. Then Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba, and there called on the name of Yahuwah, the everlasting God. And Abraham stayed in the land of the Philistine many days. That's it for the Genesis 21. All right. I'll read from the Targum. Um, I was just looking at a very interesting uh, story from the legends of the patriarchs and the prophets. And I'll go into that at some point because it speaks about the return of Christ at the end of of days um, in association with uh, Isaac's birth, so it's an interesting account. Um, the Targum. And the Lord remembered Sarah according to that which he had said to her, 
And the Lord wrought a miracle for Sarah like to that for which Abraham had spoken in prayer for Abimelech, Jerusalem. And the Lord wrought miracles for Sarah as he had spoken. And she conceived and Sarah bare to Abraham a son who was like to himself in his age at the time of which the Lord had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son whom Sarah had borne him, Itzak. And Abraham circumcised Isaac his son, when the son of eight days, as the Lord had commanded him. And Abraham was the son of a hundred years, when Isaac his son was born to him. And Sarah said, The Lord hath done wondrously for me, and all who hear will wonder at me. And she said, How faithful was the messenger who announced to Abraham, and said, Sarah will nurse children, for she shall bring forth a son in her old age, Jerusalem. And she said, What was the announcement which announced to my Lord Abraham at the beginning? And said, It will be that she will give suck, because she shall bring forth a son in her old age. And the child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made a great feast. On the day when Isaac was weaned, and Sarah observed the son of Hagar, the Misraitha, whom she bare to Abraham, mocking with a strange worship and bowing to the Lord. Jerusalem. And Sarah observed the son of Hagar, the Misraitha, whom she bare to Abraham, doing evil works which are not fitting to be done, mocking in a strange worship. And she said to Abraham, Cast out this handmaid and her son, for it is not possible for the son of this handmaid to inherit with my son and he to make war with Isaac. And the thing was very evil in Abraham's eyes, on account of Ishmael his son, who would practice a strange worship. And the Lord said to Abraham, Let it not be evil in thine eyes on account of the youth who goeth forth from my nurturing, and of thy handmaid whom thou sendest away. Hearken unto all that Sarah saith to thee, because she is a prophetess, for in Isaac shall sons be called unto thee. And this son of the handmaid shall not be genealized after thee, but the sons of the handmaid have I set for a predatory people. Liam Lystam, because he is thy son, and Abraham rose up in the morning and took bread and a cruise of water and gave to Hagar to bear upon her shoulder and bound it to her loins to signify that she was a servant and the child and dismissed her with a letter of divorce. And she went and wandered from the way into the desert, which was hard by Beersheba. And it was when they came to the entrance of the desert, they remembered to wander after strange worship. And Ishmael was seized with a burning thirst and drank of the water till all the water was consumed from the cruise. And he was dried up and withered in his flesh. And she carried him and was exhausted. And she cried unto the fear of his father. And he answered her not, and she laid the youth down at once under one of the trees, Jerusalem. And the water was consumed from the cruise, and she took up the youth. And she went and sat on one side and cast away the idol 
or the strange worship and remove from her son as the distance of an arrow from the bow. But she said, I am not able to see the death of the child. And she sat over against her son and lifted up her voice and wept. And the voice of the youth was heard before the Lord for the righteousness sake of Abraham. And the angel of the Lord called to Hagar from heaven and said, What to thee, Hagar? Faint not, for the voice of the youth is heard before the Lord. Neither shall judgment be according to the evil which he will do, but according to the righteousness of Abraham is mercy upon him in the place where he is. Arise, support the child, and strengthen thy hand in him, For I have set him for a great people. And the Lord opened her eyes and showed her a well of water. And she went and filled the cruise with water and gave the youth to drink. And the word of the Lord was the helper of the youth. And he grew and dwelt in the wilderness and became a skillful master of the bow. And he dwelt in the wilderness of Faran and took for a wife Adisha, but put her away. And his mother took for him Fatima to wife from the land of Mithraim. And it was at that time that Abimelech and Phicol, chief of his host, spake to Abraham, saying, The word of the Lord is in thine aid in all whatsoever thou doest. And now swear to me here by the word of the Lord that thou wilt not be false with me, nor with my son, nor with the son of my son, According to the kindness which I have done with thee, thou shalt do with me, and with the land in which thou dwellest. And Abraham said to him, I swear. And Abraham remonstrated with Abimelech concerning the well of water, and of which thy servants of Abimelech had deprived him. And Abimelech said, I knew not who did this thing, neither hast thou shown it to me, nor have I heard it from others. Till today from thyself, and Abraham took sheep and oxen and gave to Abimelech. And they both made a covenant. And Abraham set seven lambs apart, separated them from the oxen. And Abimelech said to Abraham, What are these seven lambs which thou hast set apart? And he said, That thou mayest take the seven lambs from my hand, to be a testimony from me that I have digged this well. Therefore he called that well, the well of the seven lambs, because there they too did swear. And they struck a covenant of the well of the seven lambs, and Abimelech and Phicol, the chief of his host, arose and returned to the land of the Philistine, and he planted a garden at the well of the seven lambs and prepared in the midst of it food and drink for them who passed by and who returned, and he preached to them there. Confess ye and believe in the name of the word of the Lord, the everlasting God. Jerusalem, and Abraham planted a paradise in Beersheba, and prepared in the midst of it food and drink for those who arrived at the border. And they ate and drank and sought to give him the price of what they had eaten and drunk. But he willed not to receive it from them. And our father Abraham discounted discoursed to them of that which he had said, that the world was by his word. Pray before your Father who is in heaven, from whose bounty ye have eaten and drunk, 
and they stirred not from their place until the time when he had made them proselytes and had taught them the way of everlasting. And Abraham praised and prayed there in the name of the word of the Lord, the God of eternity. All right. I'll read this account from... This is from the um, the legends of the patriarchs and the prophets. Okay. And I'll just start here at this particular part. Abimelech, king of Gerar, hearing of Sarah's beauty, sent for her to his palace. He asked Abraham, who is this woman? And he answered, she is my sister. Then Abimelech inquired of the camels and of the asses, and they answered the same. She is his sister, but that same evening as it grew towards dusk, as he sat on his throne, he fell asleep. In a dream saw an angel of God approach him with a drawn sword in his hand to slay him. The king in his dream cried out to know why he was doomed to death and answered, because thou hast received into thy house the wife of another man, the mistress of a house. Abimelech excused himself, saying that Abraham had concealed the truth from him, and had Sarah was his sister. The all-holy knows that thou hast sinned in ignorance, said the angel. But is it seemly when strangers entered thy land to be questioning closely unto their connections? Know that Abraham is a prophet and foreseeing that thy people would entreat his wife ill. He resolved to call her his sister, and he knew, being a prophet, that thou couldst not harm her. That night it was the Paschal Eve. The angel with the drawn sword traversed all the streets of the city and closed the wombs of those about to bear. Hmm. Next morning early, while it was yet dark, Abimelech sent for Abraham and Sarah and gave Sarah back to her husband and paid him a thousand ounces of silver and to Sarah he gave a costly robe which might conceal her from eyes to her feet that none might henceforth be bewitched by her beauty. But said Abimelech to Abraham, because thou didst deceive me and blind my eyes with a lie, therefore thou shalt bear a son whose eyes shall be dim so that he shall be deceived. And Abraham prayed to the Lord and all the women that were with child in Gerar were delivered of men children without the pangs of maternity and those who were barren felt themselves with child. The angel hosts besought the Lord to look upon Sarah and to remember his covenant. O Lord of the whole world, thou didst hear the cry of Abraham and grant his petitions when he prayed for the barren women of Gerar. And his own wife, from whom thou didst promise him a son, is unfruitful and despised. Does it beseem a lord when he prepares a fleet to free his subjects from pirates, but to leave the vessel of his best friend in bondage? Now, it was the first day of the seventh month, Tishri, the day on which, at the close of the world's history, the Lord will come to judge the quick and the dead, that the Lord God remembered Sarah and the promise he had made and looked upon her, and she conceived a son in her old age, one year and four months. 
after her sojourn in Gerar, and nine months after say some, but say others six months and two days after, at midday say some others, say in the evening of the 15th of Nisan, or as others affirm on the first of Nisan, she was delivered of a son without suffering any pains in bringing forth. And the same time that Sarah's womb was blessed, God looked upon many other barren women and blessed them also. And on the day that the child was born, they were delivered likewise. And the blind saw, the dumb spake, the deaf heard, and the lame walked, and the crazed recovered their senses. Also the sun shone forty-eight times, brighter than the shines at midsummer, even with the splendor that he had on the day of his creation. And when eight days were accomplished, Abraham circumcised his son and called him Isaac. But many thought it was an incredible thing that Abraham and Sarah should have a son in their old age. And they said, this is a foundling, or is it, it is the child of one of the slaves, which they pass off as their own. Now Abraham held a great feast on the day that Isaac was weaned, and he invited thereto all the princes and great men of the country. And there came Abimelech, king of Gerar, Og, king of Basan, and all the princes of Canaan, 62 princes in all. Such an assembly was not seen before, yet all these princes fell in after the years by the hands of Joshua. Of this feast is as related that Og's companions said to him, Do you believe that old mule Abraham can be the father of this child? Og replied with scorn, I could crack this imp with the L of my little finger with the nail of my little finger. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, Thou despiseth this little child, but know thou that tens of thousands shall spring from his loins, and that before them thy pride shall be humbled. Also Abraham's ancestors, Shem and Eber, and his father, Terah, though some say he was dead, and Nahor, Abraham's brother, attended the feast, and the Shekinah, the glory of the Lord, appeared to grace it. But Satan also appeared in the form of a poor beggar man, and he stood at the door and asked an alms. Now Abraham and Sarah were busy attending to their guests, so they perceived him not, but the servants thrust him away, and Satan received nothing. Therefore he presented himself before the Most High and laid an accusation of inhospitability, and churliness against the friend of God. In the meantime, Sarah had assembled and was entertaining all the wives of the guests of Abraham. And it happened that the woman found that they had no milk in their bosoms to give their infants. And the babes screamed that no one could hear the voice of another. The mothers were in despair, for the children were hungry and they were all dry. And then Sarah uncovered her breast and they spirited from them jets of milk, and all the babes were nourished at her bosom, and yet there was more. Now, when they saw this, the woman who had doubted that the child was really the offspring of Sarah doubted no more, and cried, We are not worthy that our little ones should be nourished at thy bosom. And the story goes that all those who afterward joined themselves to the people of Israel, and all those in every nation who in after times became proselytes 
were descended from those who sucked the breasts of Sarah. In allusion to this incident, it is said in the book of Psalms, Thou makest the barren women to keep house and to be the joyful mother of, i.e., giving suck to children. The child Isaac was shown to every visitor and all astonished at his resemblance to Abraham. Both the babe and his father were so much alike that it was impossible to distinguish one from the other, and all doubt as to whose it was vanished. Before such evidence of likeness to the father, and before the fullness of Sarah's breasts, but as confusion was likely to arise through the striking similarity between father and son, Abraham besought God to give him wrinkles and white hair that he might not be mistaken for the babe Isaac, or the babe Isaac be mistaken for him. Um, the next part's the expulsion of Hagar and Ishmael. Yeah, you're going to read that. That goes along with uh, 21. Yeah. Ishmael grew up and became skillful with his bow. He was rough and undisciplined, and he occasionally lapsed into idolatry, but without his father knowing it. But Sarah was aware of his sin and was grieved thereat. Ishmael often boasted, I am the eldest son, and I shall have a double portion of my father's inheritance. These words were reported to Sarah, and she hated Ishmael for them in her heart. One day, when Isaac was five years old, but others say fifteen, Ishmael said to him, Come forth into the field and let us shoot. Isaac was well pleased, and when they were in the field, Ishmael turned his bow against his brother, but he did it in jest. Sarah saw him from the tent door, and she ran out and caught away her son Isaac. And she went to Abraham and told him, all the evil she knew of Ishmael. All right, we'll be right back, everyone. As a bookstore for truth seekers, it's our goal to make ancient manuscripts which were once held captive by secretive institutions available for public consideration. In our generation where wisdom has increased as Daniel the prophet foretold, we have access to many of the testimonies our early church brethren were persecuted for preserving. After being hidden for centuries, these manuscripts have been leaked from various sources throughout the earth and it's our goal to gather these sources into printable form to make available for all who seek the ancient way. If you're looking to deepen your studies of the biblical narrative, find these ancient manuscripts and more at sacredwordpublishing.com. forsaken churchianity, but still want the closeness of a family to study with. Join us every Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time 
to put together the puzzle pieces of truth scattered throughout the ancient scriptures. Your partnership with Sacred Word Publishing goes further than the publishing of ancient manuscripts and weekly video content. You also make a huge impact across the earth in orphanages in Myanmar, India, Uganda, and Kenya. Your support is crucial for the development of the Ecclesia of Real Truth Seekers. We thank you for joining us in hosting Secrets Revealed, Momentary Zen, the Digital Readers Club, Ask Me Anything series, and other shows that have helped lead so many to the truth of salvation. To become even more involved, please visit patreon.com sacredwordpublishing where you can partake in exclusive, interactive, patron-only content and help us continue shining the light of love in this darkened world. Everyday questions arise. Are the stories in the Bible true? What if I told you that there are hundreds of confirming witnesses? which give intricate detail to the stories in the Bible. Have you ever found yourself deep in the rabbit hole with questions that no one seemed to have the answers to? Join us the second Friday of every month at 9 p.m. Eastern Time for our Ask Me Anything series with author and researcher Zen Garcia as he sheds light on the mysteries which have us all searching together. All right, welcome back, everybody, for a final segment. I'll continue with the legends of the patriarchs and the prophets. Uh, but it is interesting to me that this story does bring out that um, that I, uh, Ishmael had pointed his bow at Isaac, which I was going to bring that up, but the story does bring it forth. So, continuing. Yeah, that's pretty hardcore. I mean, when you just read Genesis, you think, you know, uh, come on, Sarah. I mean, give it, give it a break, right? Right, but, right. You know what we see is Ishmael's like, you know, doing all kinds of stuff. It looks like behind his father's back. Yeah, he's yeah. not aware, of, but but Sarah is catching him. She's seeing him. She's like, okay, we gotta get rid of this one. He's gotta go. Yeah, <clears throat> it's not just jealousy. She's right. like genuinely concerned. Yes, for Isaac, and also, you know that um, Ishmael's involved in the strange worship, which yeah. We're not getting, you know, the great details on that, but um, I'll continue. Um, how he had gone after idols and had learnt the ways of the Canaanites that were in the land, and how he had boasted of his majority, and how he had sought Isaac's life. And she said, 
give the maidservant a writing of divorcement and send her away. Cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, even with Isaac. Then she will no more vex Isaac. Do thou leave to Isaac all thy possessions. Never shall Ishmael inherit anything from thee, for he is not my son. Abraham was grieved at heart, for he loved Ishmael, his son, but nothing that he said could after alter Sarah's determination. She insisted on the expulsion of Hagar and her son, and she stirred up the wrath of Abraham against Ishmael because he had fallen into idolatry. Sarah, say the Muslims, was so fierce in her jealousy that she would not be satisfied till she had washed her hands in the blood of Hagar. And then Abraham quickly pierced Hagar's ears and drew a ring through them so that Sarah could fulfill her oath without endangering the life of Hagar. It was long before Abraham could be brought to consent to Sarah's desire, but God appeared to him in a dream and said, Fear not to obey the voice of Sarah, for she is the wife of thy youth and was chosen for thee from her mother's womb. But Hagar is not thy wife. She is but a bondwoman. Sarah is a prophetess and sees into things that shall be in the latter days further than thou. Unto Isaac and those of his seed who believe in the two worlds are the promises made, and they alone shall be accounted as thy seed. Abraham now did what he was commanded. Next morning he gave Hagar a writing of dismissal and took twelve loaves of bread and a pitcher of water and laid them upon Hagar. For Sarah had cast an evil eye upon Ishmael so that he was ill and unable to carry any burden. And Abraham attached the pitcher by a cord to the hips of Hagar that all might know she was a slave. And the pitcher hung down and trailed on the sand. Ishmael was sent away without garments. He went forth naked as he came into the world. Thus it may be seen how implacable was the anger of Sarah, because he had boasted of his birthright, and the wrath of Abraham, because he had fallen into idolatry. But when they went along their way, Abraham looked after them, for long standing in the door of his tent, for his bowels yearned after his son. And he saw the trail in the sand of the water pitcher, which Hagar had dragged sadly along. And thereby Abraham knew the direction which they had taken. Now God forsook not the outcast in her affliction, but filled the pitcher with water as fast as she and her son drank out of it. And the water was always sweet and cold. Thus penetrated the wilderness. There they lost their way. And Hagar forgot the God of Abraham, and in her distress turned to false gods of her father, Pharaoh, and besought their protection. For she said, Where are the promises of God of Abraham, that of Ishmael would he make a great nation? Now Ishmael was sick of a burning fever, and the water in the pitcher fell when Hagar forsook the God of Abraham. So she cast him under a thorn bush and went from him the space of two thousand ells, that she might not hear his cries. But Ishmael prayed to the Lord of, God, of heaven and earth, and said, O Lord God of my father Abraham, 
thou canst send death in so many forms. Take my life speedily, or give me a drop of water that I suffer this agony no longer. And the Lord in his compassion heard the prayer of the weeping child, and he sent his angel and showed Hagar that fountain which he had created on the sixth day at dusk. And of which the children of Israel were destined to drink when they came forth out of Egypt. But the accusing angel murmured against this judgment of God and said, O Lord of the whole earth, shall this one, of whom a nation of robbers shall arise, who will war upon thine elect people and be a scourge upon the face of the earth, shall he be delivered now and given to drink of a fountain destined for thine elect? The Lord answered, Is the youth guilty? Or is he not guilty? The angel answered, He is not himself guilty, but his posterity will sin. Then God said, I will punish men for what they have done and not for what their children will do. Ishmael hath not merited a death of suffering. Therefore, shall he not die? And God opened the eyes of Hagar and she saw the spring of water and filled her pitcher and took it to Ishmael to drink. She filled the pitcher before she gave her son a draught of water for she had little faith and thought that the fountain would be withdrawn before she could return to it again. Then Ishmael was strengthened and could go and he and his mother went further and were fed by the shepherds and they reached Paran and there they found springs of water, and they settled there. Ishmael took a wife, a daughter of Moab, named Iska, or Ipha, or Isaiah. But others say she was an Egyptian woman and was named Mariba, the quarrelsome. And by her, he had four sons and one daughter. Ishmael lived a wandering life in tents with his wife and cattle, and the Lord blessed his flocks, and he had great possessions. But his heart remained the same, and he was a master of archery, and instructed his neighbors in making bows. After three years, Abraham, whose heart longed after his son, said to Sarah, I must see how my son Ishmael fares. And she answered, Thou shalt go if thou wilt swear to me, not to alight from off thy camel. For she hated Hagar and feared to suffer her husband to meet her once more. So Abraham swore, and then he went to Paran over the desert seeking Ishmael's tent. He reached it at noon, but neither Hagar nor her son were at home. Only Ishmael's wife was with him, was within, and she was scolding and beating the children. So Abraham halted on his camel before the tent door, and the sun was hot, in the blue sky above, and the sand was white and glaring beneath. And he called to her, Is thy husband within? She answered without rising from her seat, He is hunting, or say others, she said without looking at him, or rising, He is gathering dates. Then Abraham said, I am faint and hungry. Bring me a little bread and a drop of water. But the woman answered, I have none for such as thee. So Abraham said to her, Say to thy husband, even to Ishmael, these words, 
an old man hath come to see thee out of the land of the Philistines. And he says, The nail that fastens thy tent is bad. Cast it away, or thy tent will fall, and get thee a better nail. And then he departed and went home. Now when Ishmael returned, his wife told him all these words, and he knew that his father had been there, and he understood the terror of his words. So he sent away his wife, and he took another, with his mother's advice out of Egypt, and her name was Fatima. Mm. And after three years, Abraham's bowels yearned once more after his son, and he said to Sarah, I must see how Ishmael fares. And she answered, Thou shalt go, if thou wilt swear to me, not to alight off thy camel. So Abraham swore. Then he went to Paran over the desert, seeking Ishmael's tent. He reached it at noon, but neither Hagar nor her son was at home. Only Ishmael's wife, Fatima, within, and she was singing to the children. And so Abraham halted on his camel before the tent door. The sun was hot in the blue sky above. The sand was white and glaring beneath. And when Fatima saw a stranger at the door, she rose from her seat and veiled her face and came out and greeted him. Then said Abraham, Is thy husband within? She answered, My lord, he is pasturing the camels in the desert. She added, Enter, my lord, into the cool of the tent and rest and suffer me to bring thee a little meat. But Abraham said, I may not alight from off my camel, for my journey is hasty. But bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread and a drop of water, for I am hungry and faint. And then she ran and brought him the best of all that she had in the tent, and he ate and drank and was glad. So he said to her, Say to thy husband, even to Ishmael, that an old man out of the land of Philistines hath been here. And he says, The nail that fastens thy tent is very good. Let it not be stirred out of its place, and thy tent will stand. And he returned, and when Ishmael came home, Fatima related to him all the words that the old man had spoken, and he understood the terror, the tenor of, his, of the words. Ishmael was glad that his father had visited him, for he knew thereby that his love to him was not extinguished. Shortly after, he left his wife and children and went across the desert to see his father in the land of the Philistines. And Abraham related to him all that had taken place with the first wife and why he exhorted him to put her away. Abraham lived 26 years in the land of the Philistines, and then he went to Hebron, and there his servants dug wells, and there they encamped. When Abimelech's servants heard of these wells that they had dug, they came with their flocks, and desired to use them also. And the largest of the wells they claimed as their own. But Abraham's shepherd said, Let the well belong to those to whom it gives water. The Lord shall decide between us. To this the servants of Abimelech agreed. And when the flocks of Abraham came to drink, the well sprang up and overflowed. But when the flocks of Abimelech drew near, the water sank and disappeared. Now when Abimelech heard of the strife he came with, Phicol, his chief captain, to seek Abraham and to be reconciled with him. God is with all that thou doest, said Abimelech. He protected thee when Sodom was destroyed. He has given thee a son in thy old age. He rescued thy firstborn when perishing in the desert. 
Swear to me as I've offered thee my whole land, my own palace not accepted, in which to dwell, that thou wilt show equal love and liberality to my descendants, to the third generation. Abraham swore to him, and they made a covenant together. And Abraham set apart seven lambs as a witness <clears throat> and token that just as the well had sprung up when his flocks had come to water at it, so in after days should it spring up to water the descendants of Abraham. As it is said, from then they went to Beer, that is the well whereof the Lord spake unto Moses. Gather the people together, and I will give them water. Then Israel sang this song, Spring up, O well, sing ye unto it. But such condescension and courtesy ill became Abraham in his dealings with the rude and savage people. And therefore they came to him a voice from heaven which said, Because thou hast given these seven innocent lambs into the hands of a barbarous nation, Therefore, seven of thy descendants shall be slain by their hands, Samson, Hophni, and Phinehas, Saul, and his three sons, and also seven dwellings that thy people shall raise. To my name shall they destroy the tabernacle, Gilgal, Nob, Gibeon, Shiloh, and twice the temple of Jerusalem. And seven months shall the ark of my covenant remain in the land of the Philistines. Wow. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, it's quite a prophecy of things to come. Right. Um so uh one of the things you was one of the things you read said that uh, Isaac was born on Tishri 1 or conceived, I mean conceived on Tishri 1. Yeah, conceived on <laughs> Tishri 1 and it, it's end, interesting. That's when the yeah. end the end right. on Tishri 1. Yeah, the Lord will return. Which, you know, it totally makes sense because the three fall feasts remain. Mm -hmm. And Yom Terah, I believe, is when uh, the catching away occurs on the seventh trumpet. And then the wrath of God is poured out on the wicked. Um, and, you know, that's when he returns is on Yom Terah, the first of Tishri. And it says that in that day, uh, he will come to judge the quick, uh, you know, the dead uh, at the end of days. And so, very interesting. But yeah, it says um, that that um, Isaac was born on the 15th of Nisan, whereas in the other story we saw that it was the uh, the Feast of First Fruits. Uh, was it the 16th of Nisan, I believe, in one of the stories? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, it also mentioned um, Aga Bashan. Right. And he's mm -hmm. like, He's like, ah, you know, I could flick him with my the nail of my finger, my little finger. <laughs> right, right. What do I care about this guy? Um, I thought that was interesting because it's like, meanwhile, elsewhere, you know, mm -hmm. we, we know that Israel encounters Og. Yes. Four hundred years later. Yes. Uh, so you know, that's really interesting that he's he's there hearing of the birth of Isaac and Isaac. He's like, yeah, oh, whatever. Uh, it, that was just, it was kind of random. It was just kind of just, hey, you know, meanwhile, elsewhere, Og, which you'll hear more about him later, but that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. And uh, Sarah becomes a fountain of spreading milk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. 
Everybody's like, oh, okay. She really is the mother. Yeah, right. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> like, wow. I guess that's one way to prove it. That's <laughs> <laughs> one way to prove it. Um, let's see. What else did I catch there? Um, oh, it said that uh, she removed from, uh, Hagar removed from Ishmael 2,000 L's. Other texts say that she, remo- she removed herself about a bow shot. Yeah, bow shot. So that refutes the notion that because there are people out there who will mock Enoch and say, well, Enoch's garbage because 3000 L's, is, they, they say it's like m- miles, like just ridiculous. Right, right. And to those people, I, I always t- quote uh, Dr. A. Nyland because in her translation of Enoch, she's got quite a number of footnotes there. And she she relates the L's that are referred to there. I mean, there may be a unit of measurement called an L today that is different from what it was then, but she understood the 3000 L's to represent 300 cubits, which would translate to about 450 feet in terms mm-hmm. of her measurement. Right. So this, this is a, a, a good confirming witness to that is that 2000 L's is about a bow shot. Yeah. 3000 L's is, is 450 feet. Uh-huh. So, you yeah, know, that is very interesting. A thousand L's shy of that. So whatever that comes out to be, you know, for, right. Few hundred feet, which would be a believable bow shot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, uh, fascinating. That's, that's good yeah, that's catch. the the first confirming witness I've heard because you know I, you know you probably get the same thing I do. People always trying to you know say this isn't good or this isn't what you know Enoch right. whatever for mm-hmm. this reason. and that was one of the more lame arguments that I've heard in the past is I'm trying to dismiss the Giants you know account of being three thousand L's is too ridiculous even though four hundred fifty feet is is still yeah. yeah, still sizable. It, I mean, yeah, it's it's it's, it's like a football field and a half, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. the length of Noah's Ark. Um, so that's still huge, uh, but it's nowhere near the the miles that some people right. want to L's right. represent. Yeah, you always have the haters, you know, those that want yeah. to argue and refute the Book of Enoch at all costs. Yeah, I, I've yet to hear a reasonable argument. Every one of them are <laughs> so, so lame uh, so far. I find it to be inspired without a doubt. Uh, yeah. Um, the text you were, you were reading from the Legends of the Patriarchs and Prophets? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, Fatima, that was interesting. Uh, that's uh, That was the name of uh, Muhammad's daughter. Oh, or, really? Yeah, that's of course much much later, uh, mm-hmm. you know, five hundred AD ish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but wonder if there's a connection to. Well, that's what I'm wondering Israel. too. Is it, the the text you were reading there referred to the Muslims, right? I'm wondering if that's just an uh, older name for Muslims. Muslims, yeah, that's what I'm thinking, and um, it's interesting because that ongoing war. Uh, between you know the the Muslim nations, the Arab nations, and Israel. It, I mean, that's Zechariah 12, you know, uh-huh. right now, um, and that's been a, a, a kind of a ongoing theme, even with the the Crusade Wars, and I mean the battles, and I mean all throughout history, it's been even Edom, which we know to be Esau and Rome. Uh, they also, and the Ishmaelites, have been great enemies of 
um, Israel as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, I mean, it is interesting that we see that the uh, the Ishmael, well, Ishmael himself was apparently prone to idolatry and violence and ill will right. toward his half brother, um, you know, right from the start, and, and for good reason, you would think. You know, he was the firstborn, and he was, you know, dead right. there for, you know, at least a decade. You know, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, this new prize son comes along, and so you could understand why, you know. And he right. was, I'm sure, and you know, Abraham was old when he had Ishmael, so right. you know, Abraham, you know, I mean, even it said Abraham loved him, loved him, yes. So you know that they had a really close relationship, close bond, yeah, absolutely. And, and I like all the the visits. You know, it's kind of a bummer that he wasn't there to to see his dad, but. You know, his, his dad says, ah, just say, uh, t- tell him uh, an old man showed up and he said this about the tent pegs. The tent peg, yeah, I love that. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was pretty cool. And he's like, oh, okay, I got to get rid of this one. Right, right. <laughs> and at least he did, you know, go to visit his father and they yeah. reconciled, so that was cool. Well, yeah, so you, well, what I started to say is, so you see this this rivalry between Ishmael and Isaac, but that doesn't really go anywhere. You know, I mean, it doesn't really cause much of a problem, put it this way. But then when Jacob and Esau are born and, you know, Esau, you know, it's like there's always one that's kind of good and one that's going off the deep end. And then, you know, Esau marries Canaanites and he marries Ishmaelites. Uh, Right. And so when he after he saw that his parents were upset that he's marrying Canaanites, he marries Ishmaelites. (laughs) Uh, and you know, then we have the Arabs. And so that's when you really start to see, you know, the, the children of Israel slash Jacob, you know, uh, but I mean, again, Jacob, I mean, how many things did he do to screw his brother over? Right. (laughs) That, you know, this is a, this is a many millennia old family feud. Feud. Exactly. Yes. It's the enmity between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. All well, throughout scripture. And I would say yes, in the sense that because Esau married into the Canaanites. Right. So, I mean, Esau himself, there's nothing wrong with Esau. But, right. uh, I mean, genetically speaking. Yes. Um, but that he is intermarrying with these others. Right. Oh, uh, well. And giving and, up his birthright. Uh, it, uh, Ishmael married, uh, well, two people mm-hmm. at least saw here i forgot who where the first one came from but the second one was an egyptian moab oh okay moab oh that's interesting yeah uh so because lot had married a uh, an inhabitant of sodom so uh, right and we saw how wicked they were and so his daughters would have been a half breed of you know his genes and his wife from sodom right the daughters uh, mate with him and then produce the Moabites and the uh, the uh, what was it Ammonites or something? I forget the who the other ones were. <laughs> yeah, the Ammonites. <clears throat> um, so yeah, I mean that is interesting. I mean then again, going back to what I said at the beginning of the broadcast, listening to your interview with uh, Red Pill seventy eight, and just talking about the two seed lines. Uh, I mean now, now that my eyes are open to that, it is so so clear to me. Apparent, yes. See where bad genetics continue to perpetuate with bad behavior. Right. Yes. And and that proves, at least in my mind, that there has to be a spiritual component to DNA. Right. It's 
It's not just physicality. Absolutely. And that is the book of life. And so, you know, there are tainted passages of the book of life. Maybe put it that way. Right. All right, brother. Another good show, man. All right. Yeah, man. We'll see you next week on my show. All right. Be blessed all. Good night. Blessings. Truth Frequency Radio is your number one source for news and information without... Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this video and this broadcast. We appreciate all of you and thank you for your patronage. Please do like and subscribe and share with your friends. God bless all of you and your seeking.